Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Matthew 6, 1 through 18. When you were a kid, did you ever dream of playing Major League Baseball? I know some of you, at least, did, because there's a point in every boy's life where you probably do dream of playing second base or center field for your favorite team, and you think about that what that would be like. Well, if you want to get to that level, if you want to play second base or center field uh, for your favorite major league team, guess what you're going to have to learn how to do? You're going to have to learn how to hit a baseball. And you're going to have to learn how to hit it well. And imagine if you're a child wanting to grow up and play in the major leagues that your favorite baseball player, your favorite hitter comes and gives you a lesson on how to hit a baseball. And even they say, hey, when you hit a baseball, do it like this. And they give you a a pattern to walk through. Now, what would you think if you went to your next Little League game and you totally ignored uh, the advice uh, that your hero gave you? That wouldn't be very smart, would it? Well, here's the thing. I know while some of you may have wanted to play Major League Baseball, probably most of you didn't really ever think about that. But if you're listening to this podcast, one thing I, I think you do hope for is to be a strong Christian. You want to be a faithful follower of Jesus Christ. Well, let me tell you this. If you want to be a strong Christian, if you want to be a faithful follower of Jesus Christ, you're going to need to learn how to pray. Now, uh, imagine that one of the heroes of the faith, that the holiest person to ever live, came and gave you a lesson to pray. What if then the next time you went to pray, you ignored that lesson? See, that's what I want us to think as we get into Matthew 6 today and Jesus Christ himself teaching us how to pray. I'm concerned that too many Christians uh, just kind of ignore Jesus's advice uh, when it comes to prayer. They ignore his instruction because he has said, hey, you need to pray like this. What does he say? We'll get into that today as we're looking at Matthew 6, 1 through 18. Now, a lot of this section really kind of goes back even into what we saw yesterday and Jesus building a contrast between the prominent, quote unquote, righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, which isn't really righteous, uh, and the kind of righteousness that he is looking for amongst his people. And so he warns them about this showy righteousness, practicing your righteousness in front of others, giving in a showy way so that everyone sees how generous you are. And even in prayer, that you're not trying to be a show off in prayer and praying in these public places, but even your prayers are dominated by what goes on in the private, where you are talking to your father. And then it gets to a section that we commonly refer to as the Lord's Prayer prayer in verse 9. And then he gets to uh, some other things about fasting that, that are pretty similar to what he's saying about giving and praying earlier. Hey, you don't need to fast in a showy, ostentatious way to make sure everyone knows, hey, look at me, I'm fasting. That's one main thread of our reading today is we're not meant to be doing things for show. 
We're meant uh, to be doing things in our hearts and really doing a lot of things in secret that no one's going to see except our Father. And so that's maybe one place we should start today is saying, hey, is there anything that I'm doing that I'm really doing for show? Or even are there some things that I should be more private even about how I do it, to do something more anonymously so as to not gather more attention for myself. But I want to spend most of our time today talking about prayer, because Jesus says, pray then like this, and then goes on to say these words, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now, those are words that many of you may already have memorized, but here is the main point I want to make today. And it's something I want to encourage you with. And it's simply this, pray the Lord's prayer. This is how Jesus taught us to pray. And ignoring this instruction, I think, is a lot like a kid getting a hitting lesson, a batting lesson from his favorite major league player, and then not following the routine he's been taught. Now, let me be upfront and clear about what I don't mean by encouraging you to pray the Lord's Prayer. What I don't mean is go mindlessly repeat these words, because uh, look at what Jesus says in verse 7, and when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. You could go recite the Lord's Prayer 50 times in a row, and it'd be totally meaningless if you are not thinking about it. So that is what I do not mean. And I think even one of the reasons we neglect the Lord's Prayer is that some people have turned the Lord's Prayer into a mindless repetition. And so let's not overreact against that. What I do mean is this, use the Lord's Prayer as a template. Use it as a template for your own prayers. So even as you pray through it, not necessarily, oh, I'm just going through and just reciting the same words, but making sure I'm not doing it mindlessly. No, what do the words mean and use it as a template? And templates, you know, just think of Christmas cards. I'm a pastor, so I get more Christmas cards probably than most people do. But sometimes as they all come in the mail, you'll start to notice, hey, this family's Christmas card looks just like this family's Christmas card because they both went to Costco.com and selected the same template, except the pictures aren't the same on the card. It's, well, this family's has their pictures, and then the other one has their family's pictures, right? It's the same template, but it's different and personalized information. So this is what I mean. Use the Lord's Prayer as a template. Pray the Lord's Prayer as a template, providing your own information. And if you break down the Lord's prayer here in the Greek, there are six imperatives. So really there's six requests that are being made. And let's go through them one by one. It starts really with an address, our Father in heaven, which is just amazing. Father in heaven. There's words that shouldn't really go together. The fact that we can say an intimate term like our Father and A term like in heaven, a more transcendent term, really should say a lot about the privilege of prayer. But then we get into the requests. And the first is, hallowed be your name. Basically saying, God, I want you to be honored. I want you to be glorified. And so, 
that's a good thing to pray every day. God, hallowed be your name. And then you can start plugging in your own information. You can start saying, God, at work today, would you let what I do honor you in my home today, at my church today? But whatever that may be, God, I want your name to be honored. Even just in my own heart, God, help me to see how holy you are. Give me a high view of God today. And then we go to your kingdom come, which I think for us would mean two primary things. One would be praying for the return of Christ, uh, that his kingdom would come in its fullness. But as we wait for that, I do believe the kingdom of God is here in a sense through uh, those who believe in Christ. So we should be praying for the advancement of the kingdom of God. That's going to look like prayer for evangelism, uh, prayer for just the advancement of the gospel to see people repent and believe. And so as you're praying your kingdom come, you can pray for the advancement of the gospel through your church. You can pray personally for opportunities to evangelize, uh, that God would open up doors for you to share the gospel. You can pray for missionaries. Uh, There's so much we could pray for really as we think about God, I'm praying for your kingdom to come. And then we see your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That what goes on in your life, in your community, in your church would reflect the will of God in its perfection in heaven. So there's a lot to pray for here in the realm of sanctification, in your own life, in your home, in your church. It's a great chance to pray for your community or your nation, that that justice and righteousness would be done. And so if you're keeping score here, I said there were six requests. We've made our way through three of them. And I just want you to note, we've made it through half of the requests Jesus has asked us to pray for without even getting to ourselves. The first three requests are all about God and his purposes and his kingdom and his will. And then we get to request number four, which is give us this day our daily bread. Uh, and this is where, well, pray for what you need. What are you concerned about? What, what is it that you need? And even I would encourage you, don't take your food, your daily bread for granted. Pray for that. Pray that God would provide strength and sustenance for you every day. And notice in this section, even how all of the pronouns are plural. That even here, you, you shouldn't just focus on yourself, but who else do you know that is in need, that needs help? Um, pray that God would give them their daily bread. Pray for your church. Uh, Pray for those that you you love and and those that you know uh, that may be in need in some way. Give us this day our daily bread. And then the next, number five, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. A great chance to confess your own sin to God. Or like we see some good examples of in scripture, like Daniel or Nehemiah, uh, praying to confess sin in a corporate sense. And then finally, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And that's where, if we're being honest, like we talked about with temptation, there's probably a few temptations that come to mind. Uh, When you even hear the word temptation, you know, these are the temptations that I struggle with more than others. Would you spend some time praying that God would protect you from those temptations and deliver you from those things? So I hope that gives you some sense of what I'm encouraging you to do. Break down even those six requests. Try to understand what they mean and use them as a template for your own 
prayers. Even I would encourage you on a daily basis, use this as a template. Again, plug in your own information so you're not just mindlessly repeating these words. And maybe if you're a Christian who's never had a strong prayer life, I would encourage you start where Jesus tells you to start. One time I had a person ask me, well, hey, Pastor Ben, what do you think about the acronym ACTS? And and people using that to pray. And if you aren't familiar with that, it's an acronym to help people remember what to pray for. And the A is adoration, the C is confession, the T is thanksgiving, and the S is supplication. All of those are great things to include in prayer. My point to the person was, well, you know, those are all good things, but I'm, and it's easy to remember with acts, but I'm also pretty sure a lot of Christians have the Lord's prayer already memorized. And that's straight from Jesus. So why not just use that? And that would be my encouragement to you today, uh, to use the Lord's prayer to fuel your prayer life and to learn from, I mean, if there's one person we want to learn from his prayer life, it's Jesus Christ. And he has told us, pray then like this. Who are we to ignore that instruction? And I hope that as we dig into Jesus's instruction, we will find that our prayers are richer and and more meaningful and even more powerful and answered as we pray like Jesus taught us to pray. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.